The Church of Colossians, I want to read you just a little bit, um, a little section here because we're going through it in our, in our uh, youth group and it's just a great little book, but that's my little little kiddo in the back. So uh, there's, they're baby believers, they're new in their faith, and there's already false teachers coming in there and swaying the gospel there. They're perverting Christ, and so Paul is just urging them to, to stay strong in what they were taught um, when Paul planted this church, and of course he's writing um, from prison again, but chapter 1, verse 24 through 29, just before this, Paul is just raising up Christ, you know, explaining the, the greatness, the bigness, the wonderfulness, the, you know, mystery, the grandness of who Christ is, right? That the Christ is all we need. Christ is enough. Anything added is just taking away from him. So verse 24, verse 1. Now I rejoice in my suffering for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church. We'll come back to that. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present every, everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So we read that at first glance, we're like, okay, I kind of get it, I kind of check out. If we don't have, you know, extensive training in reading the Bible, we can miss a lot of this, uh, this goodness. So this is why it's good to just go through and break it down, start practicing breaking it down, learning how to ask questions, know who we can turn to for questions, thinking context always. So verse 24, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. Okay, Paul's in prison for preaching the gospel, for trying to help mature the saints in Christ. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body that is the church. What does that mean? Well, let's continue reading. Verse 25, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. Okay, so that... Uh, second half of verse 24 and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body that is the church Paul is saying he is working to f basically get this church back to where it should be he is filling the spots that are lacking he is helping grow this church back by just writing this letter or um, I'm not sure if he's sending people I can't remember um Continue, verse 26. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but revealed to his saints. Okay, so the Old Testament, things that were not yet known. They had no idea that God was going to come and save, save his people through Christ the way he did. And even Christ's disciples didn't understand exactly how that was working until much later. Verse 27. To them, God choose to make known... How great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We had no clue. They had no clue 
that we would possess the very spirit of God within within us. This is what makes us saints, what makes us righteous, what makes us holy is, is Christ's uh, spirit inside of us, which is not by our doing, right? And yes, it's mysterious, and I love that how he, he that's a constant theme, that the mysteries of God, because um, it's amazing. How can this, how can this be? But that just shows how great God is. Verse 28, him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom and that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Constant theme, constant action in response to the gospel that we must be maturing in Christ, not just calling ourselves Christians and going to church and then going about our, our business. We need to be maturing in Christ. Verse 29, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. I love that. Paul's taking no credit in this. Paul's not saying, I'm so great, and or even in a humble way, just saying, I'm working as hard as I can to make sure that you guys are maturing in Christ. He's saying, I'm working, I'm struggling and toiling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. It's so beautiful. That's the mindset we need to always practice having is always bringing it back to God's glory, God's strength. It's all because of God. So let us today mature a little in our knowledge and our love and our action towards Christ, towards others. Let us love others like Christ love others. Let us put others before us. Um, yeah, I just pray on a daily basis that we are that we are all growing because that's that's the point of all this stuff. Making disciples is important, but we need to mature disciples. <laughs> You can't even be a disciple without maturity. And so we need to be maturing as 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 we proclaim because um, the Bible and the truths and what we can learn about God is inexhaustible. So I um, guess that's it. Love you guys.